that time of the morning where we need to shake things up, shape things into a place and mold our minds and our hearts and our thinking so that our doing can translate to good things. It's time to wake up and live. Today we are talking about the value of confidence. I'd love you to join in on this conversation, A-teamers, because confidence is not an easy thing to acquire. But it's one of those that helps you propel yourself forward, no matter what sphere of life you're in, right? Uh, so tell us how you are able to uh, utilize your confidence in the right way. How have you gained confidence in various fields of your life? And um, what uh, a lack of self-confidence has perhaps, you know, uh, closed you off to? Share all those experiences via WhatsApp, 0614 104107. Our guest is uh, the forever energetic, bubbly, laughing, smiling, absolutely confident author, publisher, motivational speaker, leadership and personal development specialist, Confidence Seleme. Dada Seleme, a very good morning to you. Good morning, good morning, Patricia. Good morning to the listeners. Thank you so much for the platform and opportunity. I do appreciate it. Oh, we appreciate you. We appreciate you, Confidence. Today we are doing a double sweet whammy. <laughs> uh, confidence telling us about confidence. <laughs> it's going to be a great week. Everything is double, double. Here. <laughs> double, double. <-o. laughs> yeah, so today we're talking about uh, building confident leaders. Building confident leaders. And you know, when we talk about leadership, a lot of people tend to switch off and, and they think this is not a conversation for me, but each and every one of us are leaders in our own right, whether in the home, in the corporate, in our businesses, in society. So everybody listening at the sound of, of, of our voices, they are leaders, and I think it's important that you take note. So building confident leaders. You know, your gift opens doors, but confidence allows you to walk into the room. Your gift opens the doors, but confidence allows you to walk into the room. You know, many people have been given opportunities, but they lacked the confidence to take advantage of those opportunities. You know, there are people who are leading, the people that are leading in life are not necessarily the most gifted. Oftentimes, they are just the most confident. And you find that people uh, get into different spaces. They are, they, they are able to take advantage of different opportunities merely because they have a high level of confidence. And somebody who's much more gifted, much more talented than that particular person, hasn't been able to, to excel at that particular rate, excel at that particular pace, simply because they lack that confidence. You're talking earlier about what, what lack of confidence has done. And lack of confidence has really stolen opportunities from many people. It has stolen promotions from many people. It has stolen the opportunity to advance and, and go further in life. And that is what lack of self-confidence does. It steals opportunities from you. It steals uh, the promotions that you're looking for in life. And confident leaders, 
are able to act in a manner that inspires other people. Remember that one of your primary jobs as a leader is to inspire the people that you lead. But a leader who lacks confidence will not be able to inspire people. And if people don't believe in your leadership, you will not be as effective as you can be. If people do not believe that you are the right kind of leader to lead them, they won't follow you in a manner that will help the entire group to attain the success that we're looking for. I mean, it's interesting, even in government, when a leader is deemed no longer fit to lead, they pass a motion of no confidence. No confidence. <laughs> exactly. Now, on that note, on that note, uh, 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 confidence, mm. explain to us the difference between a person who is confident mm. as a leader yes, or a person who is arrogant ah, as a leader. Because there are those who are arrogant, mm. but we don't know the difference because they're in leadership. Yeah, and you know, arrogance and confidence, uh, in many instances from the outside, it, they can look like they are, they, are, they are the same thing. They can look like twins. But essentially, the main difference is that a leader who is confident will always be building people up. But a leader who is arrogant will be suppressing people. So on the outside, they may both, you know, have, have that bravado, have that, you know, they're, they're able to speak well, they're able to connect with people. But you will know them by the way that they treat other people. For instance, a confident leader, when, they get, when they're, they're dealing with sub subordinates, they do not have that sense of, I want to make you feel that, you know what, I'm, 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 your, I'm your superior. They are able to get to the level of that person, actually go beneath them and try to lift them up. But the arrogant person will never want to lift anybody else up because arrogance is a, is a, is a fruit of pride. And pride says, I am better than you. Whereas confidence says, I want you to be as good as I am or even better. So the difference is, is in how we, the, the, the leader treats other people. Are they lifting them up or are they suppressing them? Because uh, as you say, from the outside, they can look like they're the same thing, but confidence and arrogance are not the same thing. They are not the same thing, and I'm glad that we can see it. If one has um, the traits of an arrogant leader, how can they fix them? Oh, it's, it's, it's really about looking in the mirror. And, you know, they say that pride comes before a fall. And anybody who, who is arrogant, um, you're you are actually limiting your own potential to rise. You are limiting your own potential to connect with people in such a way that they want to help you also excel. Remember that when you are arrogant and you are prideful and you are suppressing people, people no longer have that inclination to help you succeed. And as a leader, your, your, your primary resources for success are the people in your team. They are the people that you are leading. So if you are arrogant and, and you suppress them and, and you treat them in a way that doesn't make them want to help you, it means that you are limiting your own success. At the end of the year, when you look at your results, your results will not be at the level that you want them to be. But the primary cause is how you are treating your people. Even when, when people leave organizations, you know, they normally say that people don't leave organizations, they leave leaders. And you may find that you are losing people who are very competent, uh, very capable, very talented, simply because of how you are treating them. And you are losing resources that can help you exceed, exceed expectations, that can help you excel at a much greater level. So when you are arrogant as a leader and you are mistreating people, you are really hating yourself. Because at the end of the day, you are losing people, whether em emotionally, whether intellectually, who are supposed to help you get to the next level.
Well, continue telling us more about uh, what a confident leader is like and their value. Yes, ma'am. So, number one, confident leaders are conscious of their purpose. You know, when you know who you are and what your purpose is, it elevates your confidence and it makes your leadership even more effective. And also, it makes you have a, have a greater appreciation for people because you realize that true purpose can never be divorced from the service of people. And as a leader, you should not just be confident, you should also be competent. Because somebody, sometimes some people are very confident, but when they get... So their confidence allows them to enter the room, but their lack of competence makes them exit the room. So you, don't, you mustn't just be confident, you must also be competent. And also, don't just be competent, be ethical. Because if you are unethical, if you are competent but you are unethical, uh, it's going to land you in trouble. You know, we've seen the Zondo Commission, a lot of very competent people, but they were unethical and they got into hot water. So don't just be confident, be competent, and don't just be competent, be ethical. So number one, confident leaders are conscious of their purpose. Number two, confident leaders connect. You know, one of the primary uh, functions of a leader is to transfer knowledge, transfer ideas, transfer vision. But in order to do that, the leader must connect with those they lead. They must build rapport. You cannot move anything or anybody that you are not connected to. Number one, you must connect emotionally. You know, you must not just be able to reach their heads. You must also be able to reach their hearts. And one of the primary ways to do this is through empathy and having a high level of emotional intelligence. And one of the, the, the phrases they use normally when we talk about empathy is being able to walk in another person's shoes. And the challenge with walking in other people's shoes is that we all wear different size shoes. So somebody wears a size 8, another person wears a size 6. But the, the, the skill of a, of a good leader is being able to stretch or shrink in order to fit into the shoes of another person and feel what they feel. You may be somebody who... Maybe you interact with somebody who, who, who is talking about a, a 2 billion rand pro problem and you haven't gotten to that level yet. So you have to stretch yourself and be able to put yourself in that person's shoes. Somebody may be talking about a 200 rand problem and it's a level that you surpassed long ago. And so you have to shrink in order to, to, to walk in that person's shoes. So the skillful leader will be able to stretch, will be able to shrink or fit, uh, shrink or, or stretch uh, in order to, to have that level of empathy, in order to connect with, with the people that are leading on an emotional level. You must also connect intellectually. You know, it's important that you develop interest and hunger in and learn about various topics and fields of endeavors. You know, you have to be well-read and well-informed. You have to build your intellectual muscles. You know, how do we build muscles? Physically, we go into the gym and we start uh, lifting dumbbells and we do all different kind of exercises. When you want to build your intellectual muscles, it's through reading, it's through listening to the right uh, type of people, it's, to, it's through feeding your, your intellect so that you're able to expand and develop. Because there are some people who you may not be able to reach on an emotional level because they are, they, are, they are not emotional, they're not so emotionally inclined, but they are quite intellectual. And if you come to them in an intellectual manner, you'll be able to connect with them. So connect emotionally, connect intellectually, but most importantly, connect through your actions. Uh, there's, a, there's a leadership quote I love that says, 
Example is not one form of leadership. It is the only form of leadership. So you have to connect through your actions. It's not enough to speak the message. You have to become the message. And that is how you build credibility as a leader. Now, when it comes to connections, I think of uh, the th things like, you know, networking dinners, uh, opportunities to network via golf and so on. And um, some leaders or individuals find it difficult to have meaningful connections. So beyond exchanging of that business card, mm. then they don't know how to move forward. Mm. Uh, they are always just pushing their agenda and not really caring about the next person. Please help leaders to actually know how to have meaningful connections with others. That's a very, very good point. And I think, I think you, you've already answered it because one of the ways that you, you connect with people, the skillful leader, when they're in conversation, you talk about the, the, the other person. A lot, of things, a, lot of times that we, a lot of times we want to talk about ourselves, what we do, what we offer, what we, you know, what we bring to the table. But if you really want to be interesting, you must become interested. You must, you must have that skill of listening to the other person, speaking about what their interests are, speaking about what their ideas are. And you'll find that you'll make easier connections that way. Because people, when they're given a platform, you know, everybody has a story and everybody just wants a platform. They want somebody to listen to them, somebody who's interested in listening to their story. So whenever you go to these types of actions or whenever you get into conversation with anybody, the skillful leader learns how to listen. They know how to listen. And, you know, it's, it's interesting that the same letters that spell listen spell silent. Because a lot of times we are listening with the, with the, you know, with the mindset of, of answering. But actually, we should just be silent and listen to the other person. Make them feel heard. And once you allow people to feel heard, then they'll want to connect with you. They'll want to build that relationship with you because they perceive you as somebody who listens, somebody who actually cares about what they have to say. So in any of those types of situations, make sure that you are listening more than speaking. Make sure that you are, you are, you are more interested. And don't try to be so interesting. Just be interested. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Awesome. Uh, and remember, being confident doesn't mean that it's all about you. Yeah. It means you are so uh, sure about yourself and your position and your offering that you are not shaken. You are not shaken yeah. by others. So you allow them to uh, show themselves off. 100%. It's not all about you. 100%. Hey, conflict management, conflict <laughs> resolution yes, for leaders is a, a sore point yeah and you know confident leaders confront conflict um, i think a lot of times people want to avoid conflict but ask any leader and they'll tell you that one of the requirements of effective leadership is the ability to manage conflict and conflict arises because you know of difference of opinion conflicting ideals conflicting ideas or even clashing personalities but one of the things that is quite important to understand is that Conflict is not necessarily a bad thing, but it takes a leader to make conflict work for the benefit of the group. You know, conflict indicates that a group is engaged, that they are thinking and they're active. And your role as a leader is to make sure that the conflict is constructive and not destructive. Let me give an example. In a team, somebody may bring forward an idea. And as that idea is brought forward, somebody may bring an opposing idea and they, they may seem to be a conflict of ideas now. But as a leader, you must skillfully 
look at both ideas and say, okay, these ideas, there's a bit of conflict, but where are the synergies? If an idea has been brought forward and is being challenged, it means that now there is capacity to refine the idea that has been brought forward. Now we see that conflict is being constructive and not destructive. But many times as, as leaders, we, we, we want to say, no, there must be no conflict, zero conflict. But if people in the group have no conflict at all, it's a sign that people are suppressing their views. They're suppressing their ideas and they don't feel free enough to speak up and say what they really think. So it is a skill of a leader to make conflict become constructive instead of destructive. So we mustn't try so much to avoid conflict. We must just use conflict in a positive manner. And uh, what other uh, um, you know, pointers can you give us around uh, a confident leader? Yeah. Number four, confident leaders congratulate. I think you touched on it, uh, Patricia. You know, leaders with low self-esteem feel the need to hold credit and receive all the praise. But confident leaders are comfortable enough about themselves and within themselves to congratulate others. You know, confident leaders are so secure in who they are and what they're created to do that they don't waste energy envying other people's success. There's a quote I love that says, other people's success is not your failure. Other people's success is not your failure. And uh, some people look at the success of their peers and they think, wow, I, I went to school with that particular person. I was in that same class with that particular person. I'm the same age as that particular person. But they seem to be so far ahead in life. And it feels like their success, their advancement is a reflection on you. Is a, It means that you have failed. But other people's success is not your failure. Number five, confident leaders are consistent. You know, consistency is what brings about results. We're talking about uh, the gym earlier on. And people in the gym who, who have produced results is because they, they, they go into the gym on a consistent basis. And also consistency makes people respect you. You know, you have to become so consistent that people no longer compliment you. I had one speaker talk about this and it's very interesting. He said, be so consistent that people no longer compliment you. It means that you have reached such a high level of excellence that it has become the norm. That uh, people, you know, they, they, are, they, are, they are surprised when you are not, uh, you're not performing at that level of excellence. So when people no longer compliment you, take that as a compliment. Because, but, but that is a result of your consistency. Your result, your, it's a result of you always showing up. You always coming on, 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 on board. You always pitching up with the ideas. You always adding value to the group and to the organization, to the family, to the community, etc. And also consistency creates a sense of predictability. And you know, Patricia, predictability is underrated. You know, we live in a society where they say, you know, be unpredictable, be, be somebody who's spontaneous. But predictability is so underrated. And when you are predictable, it, it just means that people can depend on you. People can rely on you. And it's one of the most important features of a good leader. People should be able to rely on you. People should be able to depend on you. So number five, confident leaders are consistent. Number six, confident leaders conceive. Confident leaders conceive. It was um, Thomas Sankara who said, we must dare to invent the future. Everything man is capable of imagining he can create. And this is the attitude of a confident leader. A confident leader says that, you know what, we've got this organization, we've got this product, we've got this service, 
and let's let's innovate around it let's let's make it better let's take it to the next level so that we can become more more we can add more value to society we can become more useful to our environment so we must dare to invent the future everything man is capable of imagining he can create and when you conceive ideas and you act on them your confidence will skyrocket you know there's nothing like looking at a product a service an organization and and you remember when it was just in idea form you remember when it was just a thought in your mind but now you've conceptualized it and you've acted on it you've developed it and once you start doing that as a leader your your confidence is going to skyrocket you're going to become somebody supremely confident because you have results baking you and lastly confident leaders conclude confidence leaders conclude you know there are so many people that start things in this world but very few people actually finish what they started. And leaders who are good at starting but bad at finishing lose confidence in themselves and in their leadership. And this aspect also you know, relates to consistency. If you begin a race and 10 meters into the race, you stop and you start, uh, you stop, and then you go back to the, to the starting line, you'll never complete your race. And it reminds me of a story of one gentleman named John Stephen Okari, who was a Tanzanian marathon runner who competed in the 1968 Mexico Olympics. And as they were running, he got into this race. But along the way, there was, there was um, uh, an incident that happened, and, and the, some of the runners bumped into each other, and they got injured. And he was one of those runners who got severely injured. But he decided, you know what, I'm going to continue with the race, despite being injured, despite... Being no bit, not being able to run at the pace that um, he had the potential to run, despite knowing that he was not even going to win the race, he decided, I'm going to continue on this race. And, you know, after many, many hours, he was able to complete the race. And one of the journalists went to, went to him and asked him, Mr. Okwari, you had every right to step out of this race, to stop the race because you were injured. Why did you continue with the race? And he gave a very profound answer. He said, my country did not send me 5,000 miles to start the race. They sent me 5,000 miles to finish the race. And mm. that is the attitude that we should have as leaders. We do not come this far only to come this far. There is a race that we are running, but our results will come when we actually finish the race. Oh, man. I love that. I don't think we can sum it up in any better uh, way. Uh, please, confidence, uh, tell us. Where do we get your 29 books that you've published <laughs> and you the author of? Um, and I'm sure these books are able to help us. And also around, um, you know, issues of learning how to become a better leader through your uh, experience and expertise as a leadership and personal development specialist. Give us your uh, numbers, please. Awesome. Uh, you can contact me at info at confidence info at confidence and I'm available for speaking engagements, leadership development, organizational development and also uh, once you get in contact with me I'll be able to supply you with my books. That's info at confidence Thank you so very much and uh, a blessed week ahead to you. Let's continue rising those confidence levels. Thank you. Thank you, Patricia. Thank you to the listeners. I appreciate the opportunity.